BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome, everyone, to an all-new episode of Geek Vibes Live. Um, I am your host, Juwan, and today I am joined by my amazing cast of Tia and Dom. How's it going, guys? T-G-I-F. Absolutely. It's WandaVision Day. It's For All Mankind Day. And before we go to any topics, Juwan, I wanted to quickly give a shout out to one of our amazing collaborators, Michelle, for... Doing this oh, no, shirt right know. here. I thought I had it on me. I'm thinking. No, you got the landscape shirt. Oh no! I'm so sorry, Michelle. I'm so sorry. I don't even know where but, I put it. But I did. I want to give cool. Michelle a shout out. I want no, to give her a shout out because it's amazing. Absolutely. I actually did wear the shirt for Figure It Out. Um, okay. I'm like I wore it for something because I know I gave her a shout out. Um, you threw me way off with that because I'm like, yeah. Oh, wait, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. oh, that hurt my soul just now. But um, so sorry I didn't have it on for this, Michelle. But thank you so much for the shirt. Amazing, amazing, amazing. We do have a store out for you guys to buy um, shirts, sweaters, mugs, whatever you guys, masks, phone cases uh gvnation.com go there you'll see our store shop till you drop okay uh literally shop till you drop don't stop just keep buying um spend at least four thousand dollars worth of worth of your own money on our on our uh, merchandise please or you're not a fan of ours you know simple <laughs> uh <laughs> but as dom said dom you said it's friday so depressing like you woke up Monday like, God damn, I can't wait till Friday. No, <laughs> like, for, that's how sure. You <laughs> for sure. This week has been so long and not in the best of ways and, and you know, all week, but yeah, I couldn't wait for Friday. I was like clawing, like, come on. I can wait. <laughs> I just, to me, that's the one thing I love about people. People will let you know how they feel even without really saying it. And you just have to know people because the way Dom said, right, it's, it's <laughs> didn't know I was going to get here, but I got here, man. It's Friday. Um, so huge shouts out to you, Dom. Um, I wanted to give a few quick shout outs. Um, first shout out to Tia. Um, I, at this point, it's just like, is there anyone, Dom, in America Tia hasn't interviewed? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Barack will be next week, and then <laughs> Hillary will be the week after, and then, like, you know what I'm saying? And then, like, 
she'll revive Gandhi and then he'll be the next interview. Tia is just on a marathon of interviews. Uh, Tia, you actually did a one with For All Mankind cast, right? Yeah, I did a really awesome interview with some of the actresses um, from For All Mankind, and they were just so great. Um, I had a very small amount of time with them, but I still feel like I got a great, um, you know, one-on-one with them. And I, as I said, think it's a phenomenal show. Some people may not be interested, but if you're into, you know, anything to do with space, um, it's a fantastic show and also rewrites history a little. Um, and I, I just love it. So that was very exciting for me. Absolutely. And the background looked beautiful. I was just like, okay. I, I didn't do that. I didn't. <laughs> You did. I didn't do that. <laughs> did. Did. Thank you. He did. did it. Um, and also a huge shout out to Dom, uh, killing the review game. Uh, I think you checked out Raya today, right, Dom? Yeah, I just like submitted it. I was having like some computer issues earlier. My spacebar wasn't working. I don't know what's going on. And then I, I mean, you know, of course, I did the whole like googling it, and then I was just like, I don't know. I restarted it and then it started working again. I was like, oh, that's all I, that should be the first thing I did, but I didn't want to close on my windows is what it yeah. was. I have like a million open, um, but and that might have been why it wasn't working, but it's good now, it's good now. How was Raya? Cause uh, I, I'm, I do love uh, Aquafina, So it is on my list of things to check out. Dom, if you interview Aquafina, it'll be the end of our friendship. Yo, sure. she is like she is like slowly becoming one of my favorite people. Everything she's in, she's fantastic. Yeah, and I feel like most people would have never expected it when you first saw her come out. You heard her music, and she did like I think maybe a, a one movie, like a small role, and you're like, oh man, she's cool. And then every single one since, I'm like, yo, like I need her in every movie. Like, yeah, but not she did. Wasn't it Crazy Rich Asians that um was like her breakout to the yeah the- yeah and then yeah, she did like yeah. the farewell and um but yeah this this uh Ryan the Last Dragon is is really good it's really good and um yeah more the more Aquafina the better <laughs> <laughs> I've heard really good things about that movie it's circulating around yeah it's yeah. um it's one of those they they've definitely um figured out how to make the movies just as much for adults as for children and uh it's just getting better every time they uh, put out a new one yeah that's awesome and i i did want to say watch your mouth on how excited you sounded about complimenting aquafina <laughs> you know, a little bit too excited about that, you know and I want to make sure that that's, you know, out of your head about it. Joan will never forgive you. You got Karen Fukuhara. If you got Aquafina, I just, you wouldn't be happy. (laughs) (laughs) That's a quick way. That's a quick way for someone to be like, yo, Dom is killing it. I'm like, who? (laughs) You mean Dan? Oh, Dan. Yeah. The main Damien. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And I I just had one. Um, Drop for Boogie too that came out today. Oh yeah. And, uh, so right right now uh, we're we're in this um this crazy good wave of like Asian films because mm-hmm. Boogie was great. I love Eddie Wong. I got to meet him uh, like two years ago at a um, blue cigarette uh, event, mm-hmm. and um, 
yeah, like it's 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 definitely like we're in this age of like everybody is finally that didn't get their just due and get their time to shine is now getting their time to shine. So we have a lot of great black films. We're getting these great Asian films and they're being told by the people that are part of those communities. So it's really cool. Yeah, two things. Shout out to Pop Smoke. Rest in peace to Pop yeah, Smoke. For sure. And it's really weird, Dom, as we're getting all these black films and these Asian films, what's happening to the black community and the Asian community in the real world. It's really interesting. It's really interesting how that how that kind of correlates yeah. the attack on yeah. on old yeah. Asian people and what we went through all of last year. Yeah. Okay, society, I see you. This isn't rep right. you know, reparations. Right. We don't accept movies right. reparations. Um, but all right, let's let's get into this. Wanted to give a shout out to uh to Dom and Tia. They are killing the game right now. Um also stay tuned. Um I will be talking to Deborah Snyder uh this week. Um I cannot wait. Wait, that's really happening? Yes, it is official Tuesday. Yeah. That's so cool. So we'll we'll be having the screeners for um the Snyder cut pretty soon. So when you guys like Joan, I text you like for like a whole day and I'll be like, I'm sorry. I went to a rabbit hole. I was gone. Um, <laughs> but I can't wait to talk to her. I have a million questions I expect her to answer uh, for her husband. So hopefully she <laughs> has the answers. Um, but uh, stay tuned, guys. We have so much coming your way. Um, can't wait for you guys to check that out. And of course, Marvel Cinematic Review tomorrow night. May or may not be there. We'll see. Anyway, all right, let's get this thing kicked off. Let's start with trailer talk. Um, apparently, this is a big show that I completely missed my radar. Tia texted me about it one day. I was like, it's on my list. But I am the same guy that promised Tia I would watch that uh, Snowpiercer movie, and I still haven't. So. <laughs> oh, come on. You still haven't watched that? It's I such still a good movie. And it's so crazy. I looked at it yesterday when I was scrolling through, and I was just like, all right, I'm going to watch it. And then something happened, and then it's, oh, Coming to America too. Yeah, that wasted my time. That's that's why I didn't watch Snowpiercer. I was like, oh, yeah. Snowpiercer is such a good movie. You need to watch it. I'm, I'm with you. I actually, um, shout out to KJ and Patches of Kinda Nerdy Network, um, where you could vote for your favorite geek show, and we are uh, one of the nominated geek shows. Uh, Snowpiercer was one of the top in uh, the show. I've never right, seen the show, show, but for Tia, I voted for them, and I was just like, <laughs> "All right." I haven't actually seen the show either. Oh, um, yeah, I feel better then. Okay. <laughs> I, I've been meaning to, but it's one of those things that I think it's on like TNT. Yeah. And I don't, and I don't really watch like cable television, so it's more difficult for me to catch things like that. But from what it. it looks like. I got Thank you. you. I'm just from what it looks like is that the movie and the TV show, even though taking place on the same train, I mean, it's not like you're going to see the characters from the movie necessarily in the show. So I'm like, you can enjoy, I think, both of them on a separate level. But man, it's one of Chris Evans' best roles. So come on, Joanne. <laughs> I will get on it for sure. Um, but yes, the show I'm referring to is Lupin. Am I am I saying that right to you, Lupin? I mean, I believe so. I'm not okay. French, so that's how oh, I see. I, I didn't know. I didn't know if it was French. I, I no. Yeah, so I'm just like, I think it's Lupin. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I think I it's Lupin. <laughs> um, but we, uh, after its huge success of its first season, we have a trailer for its second season, or is it a part two? 
so it's a part two um so you know like European shows are so different than say American shows they do smaller seasons if anyone's ever watched Sherlock each season is literally only three episodes but they're quite long and that's kind of how Peaky Blinders work so I believe that's how it is so it was given like a 10 episode order just to be released in two parts so in January uh, episodes one through five were released as part one and now episodes six through ten will be released in the summer as part two. Okay. Um, yeah. I like that. I like that. To me, that's easily digestible. You know, like I don't have to. Very easily digestible. Yeah. I like that. Um, so, Tia, I'll start off with you. Um, how was the trailer for, for part two? Oh, yeah, it looked great. I mean, I don't want to give too many spoilers because it did just come out in January and that isn't too long ago, but. It's so fantastic. Um, it's all in French. So, I mean, I implore people to not, you know, be afraid of subtitles, but I maybe it also has an English dub, but I, I just think that there's something that gets lost in an English dub, like, you know, watching its original like French format. It's so great. The guy who plays the main character, Omar C, I think is how you pronounce his last name. It's like S-Y, so that's where I'm going with, or Sai, I'm not sure, but he was the guy who was the friend Chris Pratt's character in the first Jurassic World movie. And, you know, mm. his character was, like, great. You know, he's the friend and everything, but you really didn't think anything of him. He can act. He can act so well. That show is just so, like, I hate to throw this word around, but intelligent. It's smart. It's a smart show. Um, the main character is, like, five steps ahead of everyone the entire you know first five episodes but then that last episode with something that it's like the main character never expected it's really explosive so the trailer certainly lets you know what you should expect in the you know next five episodes but I thought it was great it definitely got me more excited for the season um and just Lupin's awesome in general and I can't wait to see what the next five episodes are going to be I mean just it's crazy the one thing i will mention about the trailer is it weirded me out because again the show's in french but if you watch the trailer it's in 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 an english dub and i'm like come on guys just put it in french it just bothers me but um yeah lupin fantastic juan it's five episodes it's so easily digestible and it's all like it's not a direct adaptation of the story of Lupin, which is like an old book about a gentleman thief. It's more so the character takes inspiration from that character um, because that's what he read as a child, but he just does it so well. So yeah, um, the trailer, they said a teaser trailer. It's a full like minute and a half. So it's a pretty hefty teaser. Yeah, I, I said this before with the Batman. Um, studios now are telling us it's a teaser. But it's yeah. like, if that's a teaser, is your full length four minutes? Like, what is, what is I, I don't understand the difference. Yeah. But it was when it was when I was telling you, Dom, that it's the equivalent of people dropping three songs. Like, Drake just dropped a three-pack, right? Where it was a, a little compilation project of just three songs. That's considered an album. And that's insane to me. That's a mixtape. But people call it an album. So it's just like, <laughs> I don't know how to consume things anymore. Like, Hey guys, check out our teaser. And I'm like, oh, it'll be four seconds. It's like, no, it's a full two minutes and 24 seconds. That's not it. What is that teasing? <laughs> That's a full length trailer. So 
Ugh. But Tia, I am with you on the idea. Um, I, like I said, I've not seen uh, the show yet. Um, I will get to it. But I did watch this movie on Netflix called The Platform. And okay, I, don't yeah, like reading, I, I don't like reading uh, subtitles. So I put, you know, English dub on. And I'm listening to him talk while reading the subtitles and nothing lines up. And I'm just like... They, they don't match up. That happened really quick. There's this um, Indian uh, show on Netflix that came out a few years ago called Sacred Games. Mm-hmm. um and when you first play it i guess because of the region you're in it automatically does the english dub and they didn't match up at all and i'm like this is driving me crazy and also the guys like lips are moving and it's just completely different so i automatically just changed it to um whatever dialect it was i forget now but the original language so that i can actually enjoy it better yeah i just i it reminds me of old kung fu movies where it was just like <laughs> you could have just not talked this entire movie. Will have been my brother. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what? Where did go from? there? <laughs> yeah, it's like he'll 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 say it, and then four minutes later, his mouth will move to actually signify that he said it. And I'm just like, how is it in production? You were just like, are we ignoring the sinking part? Okay, just making sure. All right, it's like. Well, how do you skip that? Like, what? But regardless. Um, so I, I have to think about how I want to ingest this, like, through its actual language or try my best to try to do an English dub. Ugh. I, I mean, French is such a pretty language. So, you know, you can be serenaded with <laughs> I know a little French. Like, I know enough that um, <laughs> I always say I know enough French that if I ever went over there, it's enough to get me labeled as um, not from there enough to be like taken advantage of. So like, <laughs> like I'd use enough of it that somebody would be like, well, he's clearly not from here. How can we rob him? <laughs> like, like I always say that. So I don't know. The language, unfortunately, I took in school was Mandarin. I, I was one of those people that was just like the whole world to be speaking <laughs> Chinese like within the next few years. And I just remember everyone was just like, do you know Spanish? And I was just like, I didn't, I didn't think I needed to. <laughs> like, I didn't think that was important. I, I don't know Mandarin. Um, so completely waste of a language, but uh, not saying Mandarin is a waste of a language, but does me no good here. Uh, John, you never know. Five years from now, suddenly something's going to shift and John's going to be like, I'm good. I know. You know what? I my dream is always that it does happen that way, and I could be like the translator. So like I'm not like a slave. Like you know, I'm I'm the translator. You know, so I'm highly coveted. You know, I can translate a little bit. You know, um, <laughs> I'm just I'm picturing that now. Me being a translator and then getting something wrong, and someone gets gets killed for it. It's like I. He actually meant yes. I'm so sorry. I had that. I had that mixed up. It's like you killed him already, Juwan. I'm. I know. My bad. Um, no taxi backsies. <laughs> I. I can't take it back. I'm so sorry. Um, but Dom, have you checked out this uh this show? And if so, your your thoughts on the uh new teaser trailer? I have not uh, seen it. I've heard nothing but good things. And it's um, it's every time I I get on Netflix, it's sitting right there in my list same um but the thing is for for me is that i've adapted this way of watching things that i can't have anything on unless i'm fully 
um, like committed to watching it. And this is something I've already seen. Like my background shows are like Shit's Creek and um, like Community, things I've watched a couple of times that like I can have on. And if I happen to like pay attention, I know what's going on. But if I'm watching a new show, I have to pay attention. So I can't have it in the background. So there's a lot of shows I have not watched yet. I started to kind of dabble in that Jenny and Georgia show. I got like two episodes in because I was like, I'll watch an episode. I, I'm going to go watch this movie. And then the next day I watch the episode and then watch this movie. So I, I just haven't got to watch a lot of things. But I will say with the um, subtitles, I watch everything with captions on. Everything. Me too. And when Even I get if it's in English. Yeah, yeah. And when I get sent screeners, I try to see if they have the option to turn captions on because I just I start realizing that there's always like whispers of things that you audibly can't hear, but they have it in the captions because it's meant for, you know, a bigger platform or surround sound. It's like, well, I don't have that. So um, I always have it on. And, and you know, there's times where, especially with The, the Walking Dead, they whisper a lot. I can't hear mm-hmm. shit. So I have to have the captions on just to be able to hear a regular conversation. So all the time is always on. I adopted um, putting subtitles on even if I'm watching something in an English language after Daredevil season two with Frank Castle because he like muttered everything. (laughs) So I'm like, I don't even know what this man is saying. Let me put the subtitles on. (laughs) Yeah, it actually started with Walking Dead for me. Uh, because of John Bernthal. It's just, it's like, where did he grunt? Like, I couldn't, what? Huh? Um, and then it got even worse for me when I would watch anything Tom Hardy. It's like, so you're just, oh, you're, yeah. not, you're, you're not even going to try to say words, right? Like, well, especially because he, he wears like a mask in most of his freaking right, roles, too. It's like, why even write him a role? Like, like, <laughs> like, like dialogue. Like, he comes in there and he's just like, all right, you want me to say go to the store? All right, action? Okay. <laughs> good take it's like what what did he say what, what would i miss you know uh, what it is and i like this is so off topic but it's like i love tom hardy he can't he's like benedict cumberbatch he can't really do an american accent that well so it's like he doesn't enunciate in an american accent because he can't do it that well and that's why everything comes off like go watch lawless go watch lawless he says 10 words in the whole movie and you can't understand any of them yes which by the way i still to this day have no idea why lawless uh wasn't revered a lot better than it than it was what a me movie. too it's such a good movie what a beautiful movie um and there were a lot of twists in that that i didn't see coming wait dom did you see uh lawless no, I never saw it. I, I, I almost spoiled it for you. No, I, uh, <laughs> I think around that time I end up, and you know, because it's two of the, I think two of the same guys. I end up watching Fury instead of Lawless. Yeah, mm. I get you. Watch Lawless, please. Put that on your yeah, list. Yeah, I heard it was good. That is, Shia is it's, so good in that movie. Um, it's a good Western, and it's actually based on, apparently it's based on a true story. I started reading the book um, that's told by like the grandson of these like three brothers from like Moonshine, Error, Tennessee, or wherever they are in the South. But yeah, it's they, it's they, really they, good. There's moonshine in around here still, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Send us up some. <laughs> I always just Let's get some moonshine. Sells, I always just imagine whoever sells it has those long barreled shotguns. <laughs> like that's all that's anytime I think of moonshine. Just waiting. <laughs> Yeah, just just in his rocking chair, just like, what are you here for? It's like moonshine. 
okay. Like, it's like, right. it's like, are you, are you the law? <laughs> you the law. Like, I always just imagine, like, spitting in a little bin. Um, Some chewing tobacco. Right. Yes. Yeah, we have a very offensive mindset on, on how the South <laughs> no, I know some. I know some people like that, so it's okay. <laughs> oh man, I lived in Virginia. There's, I there's, tell people I lived in the city of it, so I never saw any of that. Now, if you go, if you go um, east of here, of where I'm at now, about a hour and a half, you'll see some of the the hill people up in the mountains, and they some of them are very much like that. Yeah, that's where I don't go. That's I, I have this thing about me. Whenever I'm in a place I'm not too familiar with, once I see nothing but like trees and like forests, I'm like, yeah, I don't think my black self should be. Out here. <laughs> like, no, look, yeah, I'll tell you real, real, tell you real quick. I was uh, going to this charity event with my mom, and we took a wrong turn. We ended up in Lynchburg, and this is before I knew Lynchburg. I'm was sorry, there. what was the name of that yeah, place? Lynchburg. Okay, yeah, okay. And which is where the uh, Jack Daniels Distillery is, but this is before I knew that was there. Mm-hmm. And I, I wanted to go ask for directions. That was a mistake. I shouldn't have done it. Uh, God, I saw the sign. I was like, well, maybe this. It's no, it's still Tennessee. No matter where, where no matter where you go, anywhere like that. <laughs> It's very much still the same. <laughs> yeah, I, I picture Dom pulling up, rolling the window down, and all he hears is, what you doing around here, boy? It's yeah. like, oh, never mind. <laughs> never mind. Sorry. Completely sorry. <laughs> Did not mean to be here. Let me let me go ahead and just slowly <laughs> drive out. I'm just going to the, the gear shift and drive now. Okay, <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, to me, I always picture, like, when you're in a place like that, like, you see one guy, then as you're driving away and you look in your, your rear view mirror, it's like 90 of, of, of them in like overalls just staring at you. And it's like, where did they come from? <laughs> like, what happened? Um, so yeah, Lynchburg Dom should have been your should have been your your key to that's not where you should be. Um, but all right, let's let's move on. We have another trailer that I wanted to talk about. I am slowly but surely, and this is I know people will hear this and think it's a slight. It's not. Michael B. Jordan, sorry, is slowly becoming the black Tom Cruise. 100%. He really is. He really, really, really is. Um, and I actually went back and watched, uh, now that I have Paramount Plus, I went back and watched the first three Mission Impossible movies again. And I'm just like, you know when you hear the running joke that all Tom Cruise does in his movies is just run? Like, that's it. He's just running. <laughs> Like, I always thought that was overrated. Like, he doesn't run like that. And then I'm watching the three Mission Impossible movies. I was just like, I don't think he walked once. Like, <laughs> I think when someone was just like, yo, can you hand me that that bottle of water? He ran to it and then, like, slowly threw it to them. I was just like, all right, Tom, come on, man. Like, <laughs> come on, be human. It's okay. Um, but without remorse, uh, based off Tom Clancy, uh, one of Tom Clancy's books, obviously we know Tom Clancy develops – his books into video games. We know that Jake Gyllenhaal and forgot Jessica Chastain, I believe, is doing a um, can't remember the game, but a game based off Tom Clancy. Uh, They're doing a movie about it uh, or a show rather. Um, But without remorse looks pretty good. Um, Looks like it'll probably be a little bit of a slow burn. Um, But to me, I always say action movies have gotten too fancy with it 
I don't need a good story. I just need good action. And, you know, and, and that's what I think action movies have gone away from. We've got a little bit spoiled. The Mission Impossibles have had great stories. John Wick has had great stories. Um, you know, a lot of these action movies have gone away from where action movies came from, which is just like, yeah, we only have four lines in this movie. It's me just whipping his ass all hour long. And it's like... Well, I think that's why people appreciated the Expendable films. Because, right. like, who who cared about the plot in any of those films? Couldn't you just wanted to see them all... Couldn't even tell you. Just wanted to see them kick ass. That's it. I still want them to bring it back and have Tom Cruise as a bad guy for one, and then uh, Keanu Reeves as a bad guy in another. Uh, awesome. Like, come on, man. Those are two of the biggest action heroes of today, and you don't have them in there. Um, but yes, without remorse, uh, looks pretty good. Um, it looks act. It looks action packed. Um, like I tell you guys all the time, I don't like to read up on where these shows or movies come from because it builds a mental picture of what I'm looking for, and they usually go left from that to make their own yeah. thing. So I like to watch it first and then go back and read where it came from. But this looks like a lot of fun. Uh, I believe it comes out on Amazon uh, Prime uh, later this month, I think it I think it releases, or it could be April. I'm not sure. Um, but the one scene that I loved was when he set the car on fire and then got in it. And I was just like, I feel like you could have pulled him out of the car. But okay. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> Michael B. Jordan makes everything look cool, and I'm pretty sure there is an audience out there that is just like, looking at Michael B. Jordan for an hour? I can do that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So this movie will definitely bring in its viewers, and I'm really proud of Amazon. Keep doing stuff like this. Um, Invincible is huge IP for them. Uh, The Boys is a huge IP for them. And now, you know, doing something like this. So I can't wait to see what they do going forward. Amazon's really killing the game. But um, T, I'll start with you. Your thoughts on the new trailer for Without Remorse? So admittedly, I haven't seen the trailer yet. Um, I just haven't gotten to it. I kind of was scrolling, and I think I got caught up doing other things. But I will say before you pass it along to Dom, I mean, Michael B. Jordan's just been dominating the game, it seems like. I mean, movies, TV shows, I think he's stepping into, what, the producer role in other projects. I mean, and honestly, good for good for him when you're talented and you're hardworking it should pay off and it clearly is so um even though i have i'll I'll watch the trailer after this because i feel bad now i wasn't prepared to do my homework but um that's all i'm going to say really it's just like any project that he's in you know it's going to be solid because he puts in the work for it for sure for sure and he looks um i always like when guys do the uh or just anyone guys or girls do the uh the gun training for for movies like this um because a lot of people look at action movies and go man i want to shoot guns and it's like no one ever takes into account the kickback of firing any kind of gun um the one time i fired a handgun was probably the loudest i've ever yelled because i i I thought i died like i i thought my whole soul just went out of my body and then just came back in and i was just like i died for five seconds and everyone was just like no you didn't (laughs) i'm like i think i did um but guns like that that he's using in that trailer there's kickback there's a lot of there's a lot of force on on pulling those triggers so i don't um, think people like i realize that because i i think i've mentioned this before plenty of times but i worked at a gun store in a gun range for three years 
And that was the first time I had ever um, shot a gun or held one or anything like that. And there's a lot of kickback and there are things that once you learn how to handle a gun, you look at movies and TV shows differently. Like people who, who never run out of bullets, <laughs> you know? Like that was the one thing with Deadpool where I love that he counted. Cause I'm like, you're gonna run out eventually. <laughs> Yeah, let me let me say this, and this is why I don't like watching action movies um, yesterday. I was watching a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. He had two handguns in his hand. He was shooting those same two handguns for 25 minutes, Tia, and did not reload once. And I'm watching it just like, how many bullets does he have in that? Wait, was, was he shooting like this where he was like spray and pray? Yes, he was just shooting like that, and I'm watching it, and I'm just like, all right, he's hitting a few people, but he has to have run out of bullets by now, and I'm just watching it, he's just still shooting, and I'm like, I can't watch this anymore, like, I can't give any more time to this, because it's just like, you know, you know how simple it is to go, all right, let me, let me duck down and reload real quick, he was just like, yeah. nope, unlimited bullets, and it was just like, like that's a magical gun, <laughs> right? And that's what, always, that's what always cracks me up about um, action movies is when like you see the hero running away and he's just like shooting behind him and he's missing everything. And it's just like I, I don't know. I hear on the news a lot people get hit by strays like it's nothing, and he's just shooting aimlessly. And it's just like now I hit the wall, now I hit the window, now I hit that one bottle of Sprite sitting on that counter like 80 <laughs> yards back it's like but humans nah didn't hit anybody it's like what um but dom did you check out the uh the trailer for um without remorse yeah um so movies like this like you were saying they can either be really good or really bad yeah. um now i believe this is the um the first film under michael b jordan's production company outlier society who has that partnership with Amazon now. Um, so he's taking it very seriously. So um, knowing him, he listens to, to feedback and listens to what the fans want and the crowd want. So I, I'm almost certain it's going to be uh, well done. Um, and I mean, even the people who hate on Michael B. Jordan, which I don't understand, um, they're going to watch it because <laughs> it's Michael B. Jordan. Um, but to your point about action films, there's people one, hate on him. I've seen people hate on him. I it's think, so weird. I think the people that hate him are probably guys that are just like, God, he's so beautiful. Like yeah, I can yeah. never look that good. Like yeah. I get, I get it. I have those thoughts at least. Like when that Amazon commercial came out, where it was just like Michael <laughs> Jordan was the voice for Echo. I was like, All right, we get it. We get it. Y'all love him. Like all right, damn. Like you know, like geez. So I get it. Sometimes I do have those thoughts. Like, I hate Michael B. Jordan, too. And then, like, he does a movie, and I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> I, don't I, I don't hate him. But, yeah. The, but I'm uh, sorry to interrupt you, Tom. Oh, no, yeah. Uh, to your uh, your action movie fix, I, I haven't seen this film, but I think it recently came out on digital. Um, it's called Crazy Samurai 400 versus 1, and that's supposed to be a one-shot movie of, like, this one samurai versus a whole army uh it looked crazy it looked, it looked pretty good so i think that's one i'm definitely gonna like watch on a rainy day um because i have been wanting to see an action film 
It's just like, I just want the violence. That's all I need. That's it. Like, you can give me a, a five-minute backstory, and I just need this dude chop people's heads off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I love that you say that, Dom. It's why I think, and I'll never change my mind on this, no matter how good John Wick's or Mission Impossible's or anything Jason Satham does, Kill Bill 1 is, to me, the greatest action movie I've ever seen because it's, so it's a healthy dose of every. The movie starts right just like that, and the story is good. Like, there's no points in that story that I'm like, unbelievable. That's stupid. Like, the only thing... No, that was Kill Bill 2. I'm thinking of when she um took her uh, eye out. Yeah. Uh, that was the one thing I was just like, no, Quentin. <laughs> but and they, said, they said that there was one guy in the world who can do it, and he taught one other person, and that one other person is no longer alive. So there's one person that can do it, but... You know how terrified I'd be to be the person that he tried that on? Like, dude, like, no, trust me. I'm a, I'm a, I can put it back in. Just let me take your eye out. It's like, <laughs> what? Yeah, I can do it. Bow. It's like, oh, my God. Like, what? Um, but, yeah, Kill Bill to me, Kill Bill 1 is one of the greatest, if not the greatest action movies I've ever seen. Yeah. How it ends the movie was so beautiful. The twist at the end was so beautiful. And I feel like it's not talked about enough. Uma Thurman versus Vivica A. Fox is one of the greatest fight sequences ever, yeah. especially the break where the yeah. daughter kind of walks in and they take that little piece break and then gets right back at, oh, I need Zendaya to come back as her daughter to take on Uma right. Thurman. I need that so desperately. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I can't wait to see Without Remorse with Michael B. Jordan. Like I said, I think action movie-wise, he's slowly becoming – the black Tom Cruise. And I'm here for it, man. I am here for it. Uh, Tom Cruise has not missed to me in like at least 10 years. Um, so I'm excited. But all right, our last trailer we're going to get into, excuse me, brand new uh, series, or is it a movie for, for calls? Uh... <laughs> yeah, right? Because now I'm just like, I think it was a series. I swear I thought it was a series. But anyway, um, Apple TV, uh, Apple TV's new project, Calls, has uh, released its trailer, and it stars Pedro Pascal, she is on board, Karrion Gillian, Aubrey Plaza, so I'm on board, Nick Jonas. um, Oh, it's a series. The new series is told entirely through 12-minute phone conversations. Oh, wow. Um, It is just so well done. This trailer was beautiful, man, and apparently... You know what it reminds me of? Do you guys remember that movie Vantage Point? Yes. I That movie is slept on. I'm not saying it's a classic or anything. It's just slept on. It was very well done. Forrest Whitaker, Dennis Quaid. Um, and it's the idea of one incident that happens from so many different people's point of views. And each point of view has a clue that fits into that puzzle of what actually happened. Um, and I thought that was so well done. Again, I consider it to be a sleeper. Like when people talk about songs that no one really gives thoughts to and they call it a sleeper, that's my movie sleeper is Vantage Point. And this kind of reminds me of a mix of Vantage Point and Cellular. Um, two of my favorite movies all time, definitely. Um, but I love this. I love the idea that all these 12, uh, all these phone conversations connect somehow. Um, and I just can't wait to see how they pull it off. Um, another movie it reminds me of Barry with Ryan Reynolds. That doesn't get enough respect. That movie uh, was very well done. Very short to the point. 
Good story, great ending. Um, but Dom, I'll start with you this time. Your thought on Apple TV's new series, Calls. Um, so I didn't see the trailer, but that uh, the the concept just sounds really because there's you know like you said there's been movies that do certain things like that or you have like a um, like 24 where you have this this one incident happening all this one they're always really good because really you, quickly, have, you get really quickly I just wanted to say this really quickly I've watched all of 24 I only found this out four months ago that the timer is of 24 hours right never knew that, yeah, that right. that's the whole thing that's the whole thing with the show it's so good like, i would watch it and i'm just like yeah i like it it's counting down never knew <laughs> why it was but i was just like yeah i like this then i remember like a few months ago someone i was talking to someone about how like i just recently caught up on all of that that jack bauer 24 and they were like how did you like the concept of like it all happening within a day i said that shit happened all in a day? He said, yeah, the point was 24 hours of each episode. I was just like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> all right. Like, I thought it was I thought it was over the course of days. And he was like, no, man, what did you think the timer was for? I was like, I never really gave it thought. <laughs> so, you saying that, Dom, I just wanted to point out how dumb I was. I'm watching. I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, two seconds left. <laughs> um, but I'm sorry, Dom. C- continue. Yeah, I mean, anytime you can do things like that, it's um, I feel like the 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 writers and producers and direct they, they get to be a lot more creative, and it usually brings forward like a really good story. But I'm looking at the cast, and I mean, all you had to say was Rosario Dawson. Um, all right. <laughs> ain't, nothing else <laughs> ain't nothing else to say, man. Look, look, I, I sat right there in front of her and was just like, I don't even know how to give words to you right now. Like, I remember I was just staring to where I was just like, all right, I got a blank. So get scared if I don't. Um, but yeah, this this does look, uh, this, this has a, a very rich cast. And, and Dom, I didn't mention this, but Apparently, and Tia, correct me if I'm wrong, it seems like they're all 911 calls. So it's not just like yeah. random calls. They're all 911 calls that somehow all connect to each other some way or, or, or another. So it's going to be uh, like Crash. Yes. Yes. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Which another movie doesn't get enough, enough respect. Right. Yeah. Crash is really good. Um, but Tia, what were your thoughts on this on this trailer for the calls? Yeah, I... I just thought the um, concept was really interesting because at first I didn't really know any, like from the description, didn't really know what it was about. And then you see the trailer and you're like, wow, that's the concept. Like I love when movies, TV shows can really just give you something new and refreshing. And that's certainly what it seems like Calls is doing. It's like, this is something new. It's something that we really haven't seen before. And that is going to make it so much more enjoyable. Cake that with its really great cast that it has. Um, I just am really interested in seeing it, how it's received, how they are able to execute it, and if it's executed properly. Yeah, I mean, because like I said, movies like that that have a suspenseful base. Sorry, I don't know why that just was a tongue twister. Um, it usually puts a lot of pressure on an ending. Like, the ending has to live up to it. Um, so I always say movies like that are so miss 
because there's like Clue was a hit. Uh, Knives Out was a hit. They literally told you like, you know, oh, it was this way. And then you were just like, all right, why is the movie still happening? And then it was just like, no, it was this way. Um, And there's just too many movies that miss on it. That's why I was, I didn't see Knives Out in theaters. I don't, oh no, maybe I did see it. But I think I waited a while because my fear was the ending just wouldn't, it it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't live up to it, you know? I remember us talking about that when the trailers were out. Right. You, like you feeling that way. Yeah. Because I've seen just, I, who done it is my thing. That's my jam. Um, so I've just seen too many misses to where I'm just like, I thought it was him during the beginning intro credits. Like <laughs> when he smiled, it was just like, that's a sneaky ass smile. He did it. And then like I'm watching <laughs> and then it's just like, yep, he did it. I knew, like I knew it, man. Um, so hopefully this is something that whatever it is that's tying it all together is something that we're like, oh my God, I didn't, I didn't see that coming. Um, perfect example is the, um, Amy Adams movie, uh, that got delayed. That's now coming out, I think on Netflix now, uh, girl in the window or something like that. Um, that looks to be one of those whodunit kind of things where you got to figure out what's going on. And my fear of that was that it would fall flat, you know? Um, like to me, my three biggest movies that really hit it on the head were Shutter Island, um mm-hmm. oh crap um god tia your girl from american gods that was trying to bring sweeney back to life what's her oh name? um emily browning yes what was the movie she did with Zack snyder that everyone oh uh, sucker punch sucker punch i uh, love the sucker. ending of sucker punch and um knives out i put knives out uh put knives out up there even though a lot of us were sitting in the theaters and was like well, it's clearly the guy that's not here. And then it was just like, nope, it wasn't. And then it was just like, it was. It was just like, oh, well, goddamn. Like, <laughs> like I thought it was going to be like, go ahead, I'm sorry. Did, did you kind of feel that way a little? I know it's not who done it, but kind of like with Inception, like that ending to me still confuses me to this day. Did that like feel the same way to you where you were expecting the ending or... The only reason I don't classify it as who done it is whenever you leave, like I compare it to seven to where the ending okay. was supposed to be up to your imagination. Whenever you yeah. do that, you're not really revealing to me. Like perfect example, a who done it is the Kaiser Soze movie that no one saw coming. You know, it was just like, what, what? Oh, I didn't know that. Like, Oh, okay. But to me, whenever you leave things up to us to solve, it, it was never solved. So, you know, I can't, I can't really give you that whodunit. But Shutter Island is high up there for me. Uh, no one talks about that in Leo's discography. But it was so well done. And people forget it was a Martin Scorsese movie. Yeah. Oh, people always forget that. Usual suspects. There we go, Dom. There we go. Um, it's so crazy because I want to go back to Usual Suspects and the show he did on Netflix and people were like, oh, you can't do that. We canceled him. And I'm like, but I like those two. (laughs) But I like it. Um, So yeah, make sure you guys check out Lupin. Make sure you, uh, on Netflix, make sure you guys are staying tuned for Without Remorse on Amazon Prime. And you guys are signing up for Apple TV uh, to check out Calls. All three of these look great. Can't wait to see how they all play out. Um, All right, let's move into our main topics. Uh, There was a report by Illuminati 
that apparently uh, Feige is, you know, fast-tracking this X-Men movie, and apparently it could possibly be called The Mutants. I've seen so many people hate this, and I'm going <laughs> to tell you guys why it's a stroke of genius. <laughs> Iron Man, Captain America, Hulk, Thor, all these characters had solo movies, and then the... The big uh, crescendo is Avengers. To me, the smart thing to do is mutants. You introduce them. You build them up. You explain where the hell they've been this whole time. And their team-up movie is called X-Men. So that way you could do three mutant movies, however you want. Three X-Men movies, however you want. And then you could do your spinoffs. Like, you could do a Gambit movie. You could do a Wolverine movie. And then just weave them into your X-Men movies. Um, But I feel as though that's smart because you could save Mr. Sinister. You can save Magneto as your big bad. You can save, um, you know, Apocalypse. You can save those Avenger X-Men big team-up caliber villains for bigger movies. And to me, when you call it Mutants no one will expect Wolverine to be there. No one will expect Gambit to be there, Jubilee to be there. Uh, they'll expect the OG X-Men and for us to build our way into incorporating Gambit and, you know, weave Wanda in there at some point. Um, so to me, if this is true, this is genius. Three mutant movies. Then you do three team up of uh, X-Men Avenger level movies. And you're kind of having the best of both worlds to where you're not forcing Wolverine in to where people like, I hated that in the uh, incarnation of the last two sets of X-Men movies, they gave Scott Summers no respect. None. Not a, not a iota. None. People left the first one going, man, that Hugh Jackman. And then they left the second one going, man, that James McAvoy, that Michael Fassbender. And I'm just like, Cyclops does mean something. Like, he just does. So to me... Well, that's why I think uh, James Marsden's performance as Cyclops is underrated. I agree. You know, we all... T- I, to me, you know, at least at my age, he defined who I felt Cyclops was. And I'm like, we talk about... Hugh Jackman being Wolverine, we talk about Patrick Stewart being um, Charles Xavier, Ian McKellen as Magneto. I'm like, James Marston is Cyclops, and no one talks about it. I actually believe that entire cast is iconic. You getting Rebecca Romaine as Mystique, you getting Holly Berry uh, in her prime as Storm. As Storm, yeah. Uh, I mean, that was who Storm was to me, was Holly Berry. And then um, the guy who played Beast, I forget his name now, but to uh, me, I was like, yeah, that's Beast. <laughs> it was um, from Frasier. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my I, God. I think it was like Leslie something or? No, Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, Kelsey yeah. Grammer. Kelsey Grammer. I, I, kind of similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I love that the guy that I just saw play, well, not I just saw, but the guy that was my Darth Maul was my Toad. I love that. I, I, yeah. I, I love Toad. Um, their saber tooth was god awful. It looked comically accurate, but God was that something to just to look at. That's the one thing I take away from that really bad Wolverine or- Origins movie is that I really liked Lee Schreiber as yeah. Sabretooth. I thought he was really good as that. Question: 
Leave Shriver and Pablo Shriver. They're related? Yeah, they have the same dad. Huh. Yeah. I don't the Shrivers. <laughs> I, I don't see it at all. And I've never seen them in a photo together. Nope. Like I've, I've They don't really it. take it. If you Google it, if you go Leave Shriver and Pablo Shriver, all of the photos are from like 10 years ago. So, I mean... <laughs> I'm just picturing typing it in and like the internet's deleting the photos as as I'm trying to look for it. Like, no, you'll never see this, Juan. Uh, but Tia, I'll start with you. Your thoughts on this reboot of X-Men possibly being titled The Mutants? Yeah, I mean, I didn't see anyone disliking it, but I think that's because I have come to the point on Twitter where I have stopped scrolling through tags because I'm like, it's just so negative. Everyone complains about something. And I'm like, what's the problem with them? it being called the mutants? Aren't we just happy that we're going to get mutants? Something that didn't seem very plausible about three years ago. So to me, I was just like, oh, that's so cool that we're actually getting that. Um, because we weren't necessarily sure when they were going to be introduced, you know, I know a lot of us thought that things were going to be introduced in a certain Marvel show and didn't get introduced that way. Um, so it's like, okay, well, if not in that, you know, when then is the next, um, you know, project that seems uh, reasonable for, you know, mutants to be introduced? Well, instead of stressing that, then just make a movie where you're introducing them. And to me, that shows me that Kevin Feige is going to recast. I know a lot of people were really excited thinking, oh, he'll bring a lot of people from the Fox universe just because he's bringing Ryan Reynolds in. That is a completely different case. Um, and this is his movie to show. This is the new um, cast. These are the new mutants. These are the MCU mutants. Get used to them. You're going to be seeing them in other shit. Um, and I'm excited. Like, let's go. Calling them the mutants. Like, they're the mutants. Um so I have no problem with that at all. I'm just excited that we're getting it. I have realized that I'm very much, and maybe I'm the type of Marvel fan that, you know, certain uh, fans would be like, oh, this is the problem with Marvel fans. They just take everything that's given to them. It's like, I want to be entertained. You know, that's the point of entertainment is to be entertained. So yes, I will just take whatever Marvel gives me um, and I'll be happy with it just because they're always usually entertaining. Can't argue with that. Not always accurate, <laughs> Kevin Feige. Well, listen, I get it. It's like, you know, I talk shit about Thor Dark World and I talk shit about Age of Ultron. But even to a degree, Age of Ultron is entertaining. I felt that Iron Man 3 to a degree was entertaining. Uh, Thor The Dark World is the only non-entertaining one to me. But hey, that's one movie for me out of like 20. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I saw... A whole thread of people that were like, oh man, WandaVision made me appreciate Age of Ultron more. And I was just like, <laughs> still hasn't done it for me. <laughs> <laughs> My mom, though, really likes it. She, it comes on, I guess, every once in a while on cable and they'll watch it. And, USA, yeah. and, and my mom will text me and go, I don't understand why you dislike this movie. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I can't tell you why, Mom. I just don't. <laughs> Um, well, I'll start with Ultron. <laughs> That's why you <laughs> begin with. And then I work my way back from that. Um, but Dom, your thoughts on how horrible age... No, I'm joking. 
Uh, <laughs> your thoughts on this X Men movie possibly being titled The Mutants? I, man, I, I mess with it. I like it a lot. Uh, I, the one thing I want to, I hope they add to it is that I really enjoyed um, The Gifted that was on Fox. Yeah. So uh-huh. if they do, if they have a Polaris, I hope Emma Duma is able to play her. I think she did really good. But, you know, when we look back at the history of kind of what the X-Men were kind of representing, it makes sense to call it the mutants because it's kind of like saying the Blacks, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you start a group and you get like, oh, now we're the Black Panther Party or we're the Nation of Islam or whatever your group name is. So then yeah. you call it the mutants and then we go yeah, they don't like us. They just call us like the mutants in like this derogatory way or whatever. And then we form the X-Men and we're going to demand that the respect that you call us the X-Men or whatever team name, uh, you know, rise out of these groups. So I think that's a dope name. I don't know why people like, like, and you have to know too, like calling it the mutants, you know that you're going to get this kind of unique kind of out of the primordial ooze type of origin story of like why this became a thing and maybe the wow. that was superior. <laughs> so, yeah, I, people if they don't like it, like, they're, that's that um that fake rage. They want to just be mad at something because you can't be mad at something that you don't even know one hundred percent is going to be the thing anyway. Right. Um, no, I think that'd be a dope name if they keep it. Hashtag cancel the mutants. <laughs> like, you know, all of a sudden they'll start doing a hashtag. I think what I was seeing, people were just upset that they're just not calling it the X-Men. And it's like, to me, you don't, you know, you didn't earn it yet. You know, it'd be like if they called it Scarlet Witch in the vision. And it's like, she didn't earn that, you know? She didn't earn that. She has yeah. to earn that name. So to me, maybe this is a movie that takes place in the past. They're not the X-Men yet. So to me, it's just like, you have to do something different than has been done ever before with the last two times we've seen the X-Men. And that also, being, we've never really seen, like, I think Eternals will be the prequel to this Mutants movie because I think Eternals will be the big bang of how right. mutants got their abilities. And then I do want to see how it trickle down. Like, I would like, like, I don't need to see Xavier or Magneto's background again. Like, you can't top reaching for his parents and then like pulling the fence with them. Like that's iconic. You'll never beat that. But you can give me how Cyclops got his powers. You can give me how Jean Grey got her powers. Or if you want to go OG X-Men, Bobby, AKA Iceman, Beast. Like you can give me some of those characters. Um, so to me, I just, I, I like the origin. It's like if you did a, if someone did a Ninja Turtles movie and they were just like, hey, no, they're, they're 20 now. And it's like, you don't want to show me how they, how they became Ninja Turtles? Nah, we figured you've seen it already. No, like, give me something new. Tell me that they drunk the ooze instead of it being, like, you know what I'm saying, exposed to them. Like, just give me something new. I don't mind, like, that's why I always said, the idea of Uncle Ben dying, I get it. We've seen it. But how Uncle Ben died in um, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man is not the same to how he died in Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. So to me, and I think in Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, they hinted at him not even being dead, him being alive out there somewhere. So to me, it's just like, I don't mind. It just has to be different. Like, to me, the only thing that you can't duplicate because there's no in, in innovative ways to do it is Batman's parents dying. Unless 
turns out his dad didn't die or turns out his dad was corrupt and that's why they got murdered. Um, so I'm just like, get creative, you know, just get creative with it. So that's how I feel about the, the X-Men. Get creative. Um, I wanted to say something really quickly. Um, you know, the thing with, say, the X-Men is that they've always been discriminated against by the public. You have to explain why that is because in this world... You have the Avengers, you have people who have powers who are quite revered. So what is it about this group of people that are so discriminated against, get you know, a certain sort of treatment? Why? Because why is Magneto so, you know, the way he is against humans and having his side? You know, if people are so accepting of people with power, there really wouldn't be a need for Magneto to be the way he is and to have his brotherhood. So you have to explain that in a way um how Kevin Feige is going to do it because he's introducing the X-Men into a world of people who have abilities I don't know but I'm looking forward to it and I mean you know it's it's gonna be tough for him because you know I'm pretty sure if he knew this was a possibility that he that he could get these characters back he wouldn't have done Civil War the way that he did he would have had mutants be the reason why we had the Sokovia Accords so it wasn't just superheroes it was just people with abilities excuse me, that needed to be checked. So, you know, it, it'll be interesting because he does not have an easy job. It's easy to throw in the Fantastic Four. That's probably yeah. the easiest thing you can do. The X-Men is where it gets tricky because we've we've had an X-Men this entire time uh, in Wanda and Pietro. So it's like, now you got to kind of shoehorn it in to kind of fitting them also. Um, so, I mean, you know, I, I do believe... You know, Dom, I won't get into it here, but I do believe WandaVision planted some seeds on how you could say people view, you know, superpowered beings a lot yeah. differently than, you know, how uh, Endgame ended. Because I'm sure there are a lot of people that are like, oh, thank God, you saved the day, now people came back. It was like, we forgive you. And then Wanda's just like, all right, I'm going to take a corner of New Jersey and just make <laughs> it my own. It like, that's why I hated you. I remember now. I that's why I hate superpowered beings. I think uh, I think people also don't realize too that uh, with it being if it is called the mutants, it could be told through the lens of somebody who hates the mutants and then later become it figures out that they are one and then has to like reconcile that feeling because like you know when you when you have like a um, a realization that you're part of like a subsect. And that's not liked very much, you know. You may have, you may have joked or talked uh, shit about something, and then you're like, "Oh, I'm part of that group too," and then have to figure out how to navigate now as being part of that group. So it may not be told through the lens of, you know, one of the uh, well-known mutants. It could be like, you know, kind of how um, the animated series started with Jubilee, and she's like, "I'm just a teenager. I'm going to play video games," and then she's like, "Oh, should I have power? What the hell's going on?" Right. You know what I mean? So. We know we don't know. Yeah, to me, it's all it's all part of the journey, figuring out how everything's gonna be done. So, I'm buckled in. Can't wait to see how uh, how he does it. It's it's gonna be hard, and it will upset some people. However, they decide to go. So that'll be the fun. People part. are always going to be upset about everything. You know, I I don't know. It's like I get it. You know, fan theories say not panning out. But some people are not wanting to like things before they even come out. Because, uh, you know, I, I saw uh, 
a tag trending today on Twitter that said uh, Disney-fied Marvel. And it's like, you know, the fact that Disney has their hands on Marvel, people are just so against that. And it's like, I don't know, when did people start acting as if the Fox Marvel movies were gold? I thought we knew they were kind of trash for years. And then suddenly, as soon as it was like, oh, they're going to Disney so everyone could be together. The thing that we've wanted for years, now we're going to complain about because Fox gets them. Well, um, I'm never, I'm never in the mindset of hating something necessarily before it comes out, but I am of that, that, uh, that toxic party that it's not theories. It's what should be. And I don't think it's, I don't think it's that's why I tiptoed around that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to get into it obviously, but to me, it's like, you know, it comes from some, it's, it's like if, if someone did a Malcolm X movie and nothing about Malcolm X was true. And it's like, I just wanted to entertain you. It's like, no, I'm not accepting of that. It should be based off of Malcolm X. Like, don't go like, yeah, he used to be a farmer. And then like, he was a mayor for like four days. What? That's not who he was. Like, no, base it off. But, but Malcolm X is a real person. Right. Um, no, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying like if if there weren't like if we never had any comic books about the x-men right like there were never any comic mm-hmm. books there was only an animated show i would say well you have all the, the the freedom to just create whatever you want but it's based off of something you know regardless if it's real or not it, it came from this so it's yeah. like to watch it and go you're just gonna ignore it like <laughs> it's why this exists so to me it's just like and I was talking to Joel, and like I said, we're not going to really get into this, but I was telling Joel how, like, when people were expecting Reed Richards or for Evan Peters to be that, you know, Quicksilver, I'm just like, well, that, that was more so, to me, idiotic, because that's, it just, it, it was, it was just very difficult to believe in a course of nine episodes, we're getting Fantastic Four and Mutants. So to me, I never put stock in that. You guys know the only thing I put stock in, because it, it, it's the root of something. Um, and it, it's funny to you, I was, I was, <laughs> so many people called me this morning and all I did was send, uh, gifs. Like I bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly. When you place your first wager at bet MGM, simply download the bet MGM app and sign up using code champion 150. Then Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. I had no words. Um, So Trayvon was like, you know, what are your thoughts? And I sent him a link of around when they were... um, promoting Captain America Civil War. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen did a little excerpt about Scar- uh, Scarlet Witch and why she loves the character. And what did Elizabeth Olsen talk about? She wanted to do at House of M. 
she wanted to do a House of M, and her favorite comics were the three stories tied to House of M. And what did she say were her favorite characters from that? Agatha Harkness and Mephisto. She literally described in that, like, I'll, I'll send it to you guys in a group chat. She described in that little excerpt exactly what WandaVision should have been. And um, I'm watching and I'm just like, I knew I wasn't crazy. Like, she's saying it here that this is what she was expecting. So I'm like, I'm not insane here. I, I will say one thing and not to go too into it because Dom hasn't seen him. Right. You know, we'll talk about tomorrow and everything. But she also did say in that same interview that she didn't know if Marvel would ever do it. So she was also realistic. Uh, and they then uh, adapted it. So I'm like, I mean. Well, we don't know what could happen later. I think that the show left open for a lot of things. So, you know, who knows where it's going to go? We'll just have to wait. Um, but let's not get into it because again, Tom hasn't seen yeah. it. Yeah, and this I'm is already, I'm already, I'm already working that headache up again. So yeah, we, <laughs> we, can uh, we can move on to this thing that actually gave me and Joelle a headache in our podcast, Much Ado About Nothing, this past <laughs> Monday, which was J.J. Abrams apparently is doing a reboot of Superman uh, for mm. for DC, and he attached a writer. Uh, that writer is very much attached to the Superman Prime that is black. Um, I this seems like a uh, a reboot that will end up being Elseworld. Um, I don't like it. I don't. I heard people saying, "Well, what if this is the Superman that's with Robert Pattinson's Batman?" I think that's the stupidest group of words that anyone could could attach to something, purely <laughs> because. I've accepted his Batman for being literally its own thing. But if you're creating a sub-Justice League in another Earth, when you can't get your Earth 1's Justice League correct, I'm out. (laughs) I'm out. I have no interest. So if his Superman is not replacing Henry Cavill, I have no interest in it. I have no interest in it. I am tired of Warner Brothers being lazy and saying, you know what, just in case you guys continue to hate what we're doing with the DCEU, we're going to build another universe that we think you guys might like better. And it's just like, why can't someone have the cojones to say, you know what, wipe everything out, we're starting over, this is Batman, this is our new Superman, Maybe we'll keep Jason Momoa and in, 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 uh, Gal Gadot um, as Aquaman and in, in, uh, in Wonder Woman, and maybe as uh, Ezra's Flash. Like maybe we might hang on to some of those characters. But when you're telling me this is an Earth One, screwed that up, so we're not really paying attention to it. And this is my Earth Two, where there's a new Superman, there's a new Batman, possibly there'll be a new Wonder Woman down the line. No, 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 and I'm sorry. I grew up on comics and cartoons that the Justice League were a cohesive group. It was not, there was not a Justice League Unlimited 1A and then a Justice League Unlimited 1B, where it was like one season is this earth, another season is that earth. I hate it. <laughs> I hate <laughs> everything about it. It's insane, it's stupid, and it's their way of covering themselves in case they continue to go down a road that people just don't like. They can default to this other world. Like, hey, 
you guys, you 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 wouldn't like Michael B. Jordan as Superman and Robert Pattinson as Batman? Like, let's sell that to you. It's like, was he replacing Henry? No, he just exists over there. So you tell me I have two Batmans and two Supermans. Yeah, that's lazy. That's lazy. <laughs> That'd be like if Kevin Feige was like, damn, I forgot how old Robert Downey Jr. was. I still want an Iron Man. So I'm going to have an Iron Man Earth 2 played by someone else and then bring him in when Robert's done. It's like, what? That's lazy. What do you mean? No, that's stupid. So to me, congrats to J.J. Abrams. I hope it's good. I hope they do go a black Superman. Um, I love pissing off America, and there's nothing <laughs> that pisses off America like making precious white characters any other race. Um, so I'm always game for that. But as far as continuity and it making sense, unless you're telling me he's replacing Henry Cavill, I'm not. I'm not buying you selling me a whole nother universe when you can't get this universe right. What, le- what, what leads me to believe you'll get that one correct? Why? Because you have more notable <laughs> names? No. Sorry. My rant's over. I, I gave a huge rant Monday with Joel where we were yelling at each other only to realize, wait, I agree with you. And we were like, okay, <laughs> all right, let's calm this down. Um, but see, I'll go to you first. Your thoughts on J.J. Um, Abrams rebooting Superman, possibly. Uh, he is doing a Superman film. It's just mm-hmm. we don't know yet if it's replacing Henry or if it could live out in another uh, another Earth. Um, so your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, it's super interesting, J.J. Abrams dipping his toes into D.C. I mean, that man is everywhere. Star Wars, Star Trek, um, and, you know, D.C. Like, good for him. Hardworking man in Hollywood. Um, I mean, I know that that news is probably a little disappointing to people who are like wow I really wanted Henry Cavill to come back as Superman you know and my reaction was he's Geralt of Rivia it's okay (laughs) um but you know I know John um you know what would have been really a great decision here is if say they killed Superman I know this sounds hard but you know they killed him in Batman versus Superman and instead of bringing him back then it's like, then you have this other Superman come in and take the mantle um, from him. No? Yes? I feel like that's how you explain it. In only his second movie, Tia? You wanted to just be done with Clark Kent? What? I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't like... You you think BVS is the movie to go out on. Like, that's the movie that we hang <laughs> on. Clark you know, you, ha- you had Man of Steel, and that was good. And now Henry Cavill is Geralt of Rivia. So that's... <laughs> you wait, know that wait, I, don't, I don't invest I as much say, in these DC movies. <laughs> every time me and you talk about stuff like this, you make me cry because you are so ready to get rid of what I love but you constantly convince me it's okay that Loki is still here through two deaths. He is still here. And he is just like, Juwan, you that Clark Kent guy you like? Just kill him. Let him just die. It's like, Tia, what are you doing to me? Well, how else do you If it's in the same universe, how else do you explain Clark Kent not being around and then this new Superman being the hero right. that's going to step in. Flashpoint. Hmm? Flashpoint could retcon everything. Which again, okay. to me, I 
I would not like if you're telling me you're replacing the DCEU Superman with an entirely different Superman. To me, it's just like, oh my God, that makes no sense. You're telling me you couldn't just recast uh, a, another Clark Kent if you didn't want to bring yeah. back Henry Cavill? Yes, would I be sad? I'd be heartbroken. You've now robbed me of Ben and Henry. I would Which never it would, I mean, Henry Cavill said, though, that he'd be really inter- like, he still wants to be Superman. That's so I don't so. understand not bringing him, but... I don't know, maybe this lives in a different universe, which I know you said would absolutely drive you crazy. I don't know anything really. You know, I grew up Superman, Clark Kent. I don't know anything about this other Superman. I forget what his name is. Val Zod? What did you say? Val Zod, yeah. Oh, okay. I got it right. There you go. (laughs) Um, But his costume's really cool. I see pictures and I'm like, that would be a really nice costume to like adapt into live action. So, I mean, you know me with these DC movies, I don't have as much um, investment. Um, as you said, it was kind of funny seeing people freak out a little. I was I was there for that, you know? People were like, oh my God, man, let me write my thought piece tweet uh, tweets and everything. And that, I was just like so, loving. <laughs> I want to ask you to see it before I go to you, Dom. Did you watch Justice League and Justice League Unlimited? Oh, the cartoons? Yeah. Absolutely. But it's been so long. And I was a kid watching those. So no, it's like, I'm do saying, I retain a lot? Not really. Not necessarily about that. I was just curious. Did you ever want to see that on the big screen? I mean, I think because back then I was like, oh, they're cartoons. That's all I was satisfied with. Okay. If that makes sense. No, it, you it, know? it completely makes sense. I just, to me... Growing up on Batman the Animated Series, growing up on Spider-Man the Animated Series, X-Men the Animated Series, Superman the Animated Series, Justice League Unlimited, and uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, I had always wanted to see those those projects brought to life. And we've yeah. not yet had a cohesive X-Men universe. We've not yet had a cohesive Justice League universe. We've not yet had uh you know to me i don't call what sony and marvel are doing of of sharing spider-man necessarily cohesive like it just being spider-man's world to live in um but i'm not saying they haven't done a good job with spider-man it's just i've always visioned it spider-man where these other characters come into his world not him coming into their world um so i've always wanted to see this and i'm like I, and, and this isn't to you, this is to the internet. I'm seeing on Twitter people who share the, the same sentiments where they're kind of just like, well, you know, I haven't really been a fan of what they've been doing. So whatever they decide to do, cool. Like, you know, I don't, you know, I don't mind. And I'm just like, nah. Like- <laughs> and it's like, and it's like, I get that completely. Like, I do feel bad, but it's like, wh- how do you fix it? do you completely start from scratch? Do you try and salvage, you know, like what you had? And to me, I've been of the mind that like, maybe you should really just start from scratch. But then then you have like these fans that want to hold so hard onto like old, you know, things from the older and the studio seems to be listening to that. And that's causing like the confusion, right? You know, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go Go ahead. ahead. No, 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 no. That's what I was telling Joel. That's what I think pisses me off is that they're not listening to the real fans. They're listening to the Snyder fans. 
And these yeah. are the same Snyder fans that were cool with Batman being 50. So we had missed 25 years of crime fighting, like all his really good years gone. Zack's plan was to murder Batman, was to kill off Batman. That is the most idiotic thing I've ever heard in my life. That's strike two for Zack for me. So I'm like, that fan base is super okay with the vision he had planned. I'm like, I'm okay wiping that whole slate clean. Wipe it completely down and just start over to where you can just incorporate it better. You can do a subgenre of just Teen Titans, you know, to where you're building up young Robin, young Beast Boy, young Cyborg. You have your main Justice League where you have all seven members. I know to some people they're like, what does that mean? That means Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman, Flash, Aquaman, Green Lantern, not Shazam. I want Martian Manhunter as my seven. So <laughs> to me, it's just like, you could just start over. And to me, you won't lose anybody. The people you'll lose are the same people that got you where you are right now, which is in the shitter. So just start over. They, they don't matter. And I'm sorry, because we are friends with Snyder Colt fans. Um, but you guys, ultimately, I'm sorry. You don't matter. You're why we're in this mess. You're why DC is just like, eh, maybe we'll keep this world and then build another world. It's like, what? To what? me, it's like, you know, it shouldn't be this hard, you know? And it, it feels as if Warner Brothers is making things more difficult for themselves. And it's like, you don't have to. You have these characters just do it right you know stop this whole shit um so i do agree with you john that probably wiping the slate clean would be the best thing i always say if, if i could just sit down with warner brothers for 30 minutes i would leave that meeting and they would go i like that guy i like <laughs> we should invite him here more and i promise you it would be because to me i always said this DC, and I know people don't believe this, but I believe that those people aren't aren't really thinking about it in, in a whole. Warner Brothers and their DC universe, it does not take a lot to catch up to Marvel. You have three of the most transcendent, iconic characters in the history of comic books. It's not that way today because I can't tell you how many kids believe that the Holy Trinity of comic books are Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor. I throw up every time I hear someone say that. It <laughs> is and will always be Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. So I'm like, if you if the Batman is great, redo it all. Start in that universe. Start with that. Do a Superman movie. Whoever you want your Superman to be, because you're starting over. So if you start over and you say the Superman is never Clark Kent, you got me. I'm on board. But to me, this wishy-washy of, you know, we're scared to fully commit to one, so we're building others. Uh, I told you guys before, two words I don't like in my comic books. Time travel and multiverse. I don't like it. I don't like it. It's why people are like, oh, we could get James McAvoy back. It's like, why did you I want it? Like, I know you guys thought it was really cute and tongue-in-cheek to bring Evan Peters in, but you created a monster with that. You really did. Now, oh, but what possible... You know, Again, not to but, get into it, but what they did in that final episode with him, I was just laughing so hard. I was like, people are going to be so mad. <laughs> oh, anyway, Dom. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I feel like I 
I get an ulcer every time I talk DC. But Dom, your thoughts on this J.J. Abrams Superman project? Man, I was wondering why I kept seeing all these like Val Zod posts all week. Uh, I saw like Boss Logic had posted something. And then I saw some images that I saw a couple years ago because I got into an, um, an argument on Facebook probably three, two, three years ago when, and, uh, when someone had mentioned um, uh, Michael B. Jordan and Superman, they're like, you can't make Superman black. And I was like, yo, you're not, do you not look up and like, just do a simple Google and realize there's another one. Like, it's okay. Like, you, you're not gonna lose your guy. Um, but no, it doesn't really make sense. I, I don't know if they're trying to break the world record for the most capes on screen or something, or like, I'm, I don't know why they keep layering characters because what because the road they're going down is like we're gonna have a superman on tv and then two different ones in the movies and then like six batmans and a couple flash and it's like what what like are you guys like making a cosplay movie where it's like just a convention of people i don't know man it's very it's very weird and kind of seems very random like it seems like was jj bored and was like look man Y'all owe me a favor. Let me make my Superman movie. I, I don't. I don't know. I'm, I'm really confused um, because I, I, it took me a while to watch Man of Steel, and then I finally watched it, and I was like, oh, okay, I like I like the direction of how that came together. And then you watch, and after you watch, you know, um, BBS, and you see it, it was coming. It was starting to gel, and then now you're just like, aha, confetti. And just grabbing stuff and slap it together and see what pops up. So it's it's confusing. I, I don't understand because if you want to compete, you know, with Marvel, you're not doing a good job. Like <laughs> you dropped your baton, you tripped and fell, like you fell over the hurdle. I don't I don't know what they're doing. Like, and clearly whoever's there doesn't like comic books very much. They're just like, hey, find this like Go Google some images and some storyline. We're just throwing them together. So yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. It's it's very sad because you know I'm not a super big DC fan, but I was starting to kind of like what I saw, and now that they're just like, just it's it's weird, man. It it, it doesn't make any sense. And you know, and there's no shade on JJ because you know he has a vision and and he's good at his visions, but you should like, hey man, I can fix all your other problems before I do this. Of just trying to make his own thing. So yeah, like you said, somebody's gotta like grab the reins and be like, look, like we need to fix this. Like I, I don't know, man. It's it's very weird. I, I I wish I could be in on these meetings and just see like what they talk about. Cause it honestly just seems like they have all these pictures on a wall and a handful of like darts that are just like that picture, yeah, that that's a superman. Um yeah, that storyline. Grab that one. Um, let's see. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so yeah, it's <laughs> it's very unfortunate because they have the opportunity. Like you said, they have an opportunity to start over. It's okay. Like your your heroes are getting older. Gal Gadot's pregnant. Like you can start over. So no one no one will get mad because if you create a good product, cool. I mean. We, we got rid of the Fox universe with, you know, these X-Men characters. They're gone. We're going to get new ones. It's okay. <laughs> you can start over there. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it doesn't make and it doesn't mean It doesn't mean you can't enjoy, like, the other movies. People act like if you really liked Ben Affleck as Batman, you really liked Henry Cavill as Superman, 
go back and rewatch Man of Steel. Go back right. and rewatch, you know, BVS. Doesn't mean you can't go back and watch them. <laughs> yeah, and it's I I do put some some blame on J.J. Abrams the same way I put a whole heap of blame on Matt Reeves. Um, you can't come here. I, I don't care who you are. You don't come here and tell me you want to do your own thing. No, fam. Hell no. We're building a cohesive universe and you want to come here and separate it? Hell no. And I tell you guys all the time, go back and watch Black Panther and you point out to me five lines. That's it. There's five lines where the Avengers were mentioned. You won't find one. Why? Because it's its own movie. But guess what? It connects. It connected to it connected to Infinity War. It connected to everything. It connected to Civil War. But you didn't hear them go. Like you didn't hear T'Challa go. Yeah, yo. Yesterday I met Tony Stark. Like he was a real dope dude. No, none of that happened. So I'm like Matt Reeves. Could you make a Batman movie that doesn't mention Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman? Or Flash? Yes. J.J. Abrams, could you make a Superman movie that doesn't have to shoe in a Justice League plot? Yes. Yes. 100%. Shazam just had, you know, I'm, I always take out uh, end credit scenes because that's kind of just like you're free for all to do whatever. In the course of that movie, a Batarang and a newspaper clipping was the only attachment that movie had to that Snyder world. That was it. It didn't, like, you didn't hear them going all the time, like, yo, Batman on TV, like, Superman on TV. Like, you just didn't have to do that. So I'm like, no. I, if, And that's why I'm just like, when you're Warner Brothers, you're working from a disadvantage. So you allow these big name uh, directors to come in and do what they want because you're not established. You know, you haven't been doing things right. So you kind of have to let them come in and just kick their feet up on your couch. To me, I don't play that shit, man. I, I don't play that. You it's come almost, here and do the job I want you to do. It's almost the, like the way that they're creating this DCEU is almost like going to the comic book store and picking up like different issues of Batman and they're all different pen, penners, different artists, different writers, and, and the stories don't go together because it's different timelines. That's what it seems like. They're just like, uh, you know, we'll just make this like a big comic book store and they'll pick what they like. But it's like, yeah, but if you don't finish anything, then I, I can't like anything. <laughs> like, yeah, and that's why that's why I'm not, like, I always thought it was overrated, Batman Beyond. That's why I'm like, if they bring Michael Keaton in to be the DCEU's Batman, and he's retired, so he goes out and gets Terry McGinnis, I hate every ounce of that. You didn't earn that. Do you want to know why Batman Beyond was so great? That Bruce Wayne was the same Bruce Wayne from Batman the Animated Series. Right. They earned it. But you giving me Bruce that's already 50, then retiring him, and then bringing in a new Batman, how is that earned? How is that earned? That'd be like if in Iron Man 2, Stark was just like, you know what? This shit is beyond me. I'm out of here. <laughs> and then they bring in um, Riri, and it's just like, that's our new Iron Man. How? <laughs> How did you earn that, you know? So it's just like, I, I don't know. It makes me sick. And to your point earlier, Dom, before we move on, to everyone that's saying Superman can't be Black, Superman shouldn't be Black, I try my best to remind you guys, he's an alien that was drawn white. It's as simple as I can put things for you. Right. Nothing about, 
And people are like, well, you can't have a black guy come from Kansas. I don't know why you can't. Is there probably a shortage of black people in Kansas? A hundred percent. But is it impossible to have <laughs> to have right. black people in Kansas? No. And I try to tell people, changing a race does not all uh, does not uh, completely change a character. The only time you do that is when you're making Black Panther white because his name is Black Panther. It'd be weird to take off the mask and it's like Tom Hardy and it's like <laughs> you were a black guy this whole time? No, I was a white guy playing a black guy. It's like, no. And then like you can't make Luke Cage white. You're not telling me this white savior is helping all these black people in Harlem in, in the 80s. Like you just you're not selling me that that bill of goods. They don't get the that those characters' identity is a black character. And they're right. That's their identity. Yeah, they're right. is alien. Right. <laughs> and hell, if he, if he was black from Kansas, it even gives the, the story that much more of this alien feel because he's like, there's no black people here. And I'm, I'm a right. <laughs> right. So to me, and I try to tell people, because I hear this all the time, Spider-Man, like you can't just make Spider-Man black. I'm like, but they did. It's called Miles Morales. And you all ate it up. That's legit black Peter Parker. <laughs> like, his story is exactly the same as Peter's. He lost his dad. He's just living with his mom. They're, they're almost poor. They're barely getting by. He's the neighborhood superhero. He's not your big Avengers level guy. It's exactly the same thing. It was legit Marvel's way of going, we're not going to make Peter black, but, <laughs> but we'll almost make a carbon copy. But we'll just name him Miles Morales and give him power. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and does it necessarily matter that this version of Superman would be from Kansas? I mean, do you have to make them like? I'm just saying, like, if that if that's a big deal, if someone's like, oh, you can't be black and from Kansas, which is really stupid. It's like it's America, like you know, everyone <laughs> yeah. is everywhere. You know, it's, but it's like there are plenty of other cities in. Um, in America that are farmlands and away from people like if that's so precious to, to some people it's like well you don't need to make him from Kansas there are plenty of other places that can be Clark Kent's thing and then you, there's plenty of other places in America where he could be from and it be pretty much the same story and I don't like when people because I hear this a lot I don't like when people say well you're just forcing it it's not forcing it here's why I like that they're taking prominent characters and changing their race. There is a character called Jaime Blue Beetle, right? There's a lot mm -hmm. of people that go, who? I don't know who that is. Well, that's what happens when you create an original character that's of another race. People don't really, they're not really interested. Like it takes getting them a movie or an animated series or something big for them to transition their interests into that. Hell, I think people forget there was no Hal Jordan in Justice League Unlimited. It was only Jon Stewart. There that, was was the, entire... that was the Green Lantern I grew exactly. up on. <laughs> now, now, let me ask you this, Tia. You grew up on Jon Stewart. Would it be weird huh. for you to see Hal Jordan now? A little, yeah, because I would want, um, you know, Jon Stewart to be adapted. That's the so Green my, Lantern I grew up on. My point is, when you balance the two, <laughs> there is no strain on the viewer that's attached to just one identity of something. So to me, it's like when people say just create original characters, you guys don't support, you guys are the same people that say 
stop doing remakes, make original movies. And then Dom will go, man, how did you guys like X, Y, Z? What's that? My point exactly. You don't, <laughs> you don't check for original content. You check for what's hot. And what's hot is repeats of what you've already seen throughout history. So it's like, no, the only way to get you guys to sway your, your, your attention is to take something you hold so precious in your Superman and change his skin color. And boom. Now you're paying attention, right? Even if it's just to hate it. Now you're now you're attentive. Now you see where I'm coming from, right? So now if I want to create a character called Super Backflip, you now are more interested because you're like, all right, well, now who's this? And how does that tie into Superman? Now you're paying attention. So to me, it's just like, unfortunately, in America, you got to do things like that to make them pay attention. So when you say create new characters, to me, all I hear is, don't take our precious white characters. Like it's all we have. And it's like, I think sometimes people forget whenever someone talks about the greatest movies of all time, no one puts black movies in there. You get your Godfathers, you get your back to the futures. So it's like, what do you mean we're, we're taking from you? Like it's, it's all you we're trying to fit in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And unfortunately, Miles Morales, Jaime, um, you know, different characters of race. People just, they're not familiar with them. So we got to well, chew in where we can get in. I think it was Dom. I think it was you who said it. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's been a while. When we were, we mentioned something about Martin Scorsese, who always uses like Italian and Irish people in his movies. And no one says, hey, Martin, maybe you should put an Asian person in here. Maybe you should put a Hispanic person. No one says that. But it's like when you have a movie that like has people of color and everything, it's like, you should put a white person in that. It's just, it's weird. And I will say one last thing before you move on. It's like, I understand if this is the first time say Clark Kent is getting adapted, right? You read the comics and you're used to a white guy with black hair with a little curl in the front. And then they announce that they're um, casting someone of color. And it takes you a second because you're like, that's not who I had in my head. But then you go, oh, but you know what? This person's a good actor and I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do with the character. It's like, to me, at least personally, I think that that's normal. But then to be like so vehemently against it, be like, you're taking our characters. Then that's like, dude, watch like 19 out of the Marvel movies and they're all led by white dudes. <laughs> I, to your point, Tia, Martin Scorsese uses so little black people in his movies. It was the running joke in The Departed with Anthony Anderson being the only black guy in Boston. It was the running joke of the entire movie of like, how did you, how did you make it through Boston being the only black guy here? Like that's how scarce it is of black people in Martin Scorsese movies. So to me, I just look at it and I'm like, <laughs> I, that's why it bothers me when America is like, we're not racist. And it's just like, wait, that was racist? It's like, yeah, like pretty racist. Convince <laughs> the people, I'm convinced that the people who have problems often are the people who didn't grow up in an ethically diverse area. Right. They just don't know. And it's like, expand your mind, man. It's, it's America, it's a melting pot. <laughs> And what's even crazier is it's an America where you're starting to become the minority, not the majority. So it's like at some point you're going to have to come to the idea that the faces you see 
don't look like you. <laughs> so, um, so at some point, you just got to kind of, you know, kick your feet up and say, all right, I, you know, I'll adjust to what America's becoming now. Um, but all right, let's move on. Um, this one I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, Dom, I wanted to make sure we, we got this in here because I don't want to go too long tonight. Um, A Quiet Place 2 is being moved up to Memorial Day. Uh, John Krasinski had broken the news the other day. I'm really excited about this. Um, I know you and Tia were super excited to see A Quiet Place 2. Uh, it was definitely one of your most anticipated before COVID was just like, you're what? Nah, <laughs> throw that all in the garbage. Um, but Dom, I'll start with you, man. Um, how excited are you that we're getting this sooner rather than later? No, it's, it's definitely a, a big move. I, I remember having, I got an email, you know, what the before, when it was originally supposed to come out, I had an email. I was like, hey, we're going to send you this, um, you know, special premiere ticket. And I was like, yeah, I get to see it like a month early. And, I, you know, I think it was me and Kanan talking to each other. And then I was like, oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, the world goes up in flames. And I'm like, yeah, all of a sudden, Dom, <laughs> COVID pulled up on a bike like Debo. It was just like, yeah. what? You doing what? It was <laughs> like nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, like I, um, I, 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 the first one, I watched this movie, the first one, a little later than everybody else. And then um, completely fell in love with, the, with it when I saw it. So I'm like, I, I need the second one. Um, and it looks so good. And the, the concept is so great. And and John is, I don't, man, it, it, it's always it's always the funny guys, you know what I mean, that end up being these really good creative producers and directors and writers um, that, like, you get, we get this new horror world that I'm like, yes, I, I love this. And then when it gets delayed, I was, I was sad. I was, I was really excited for this. But now that it gets moved up from September to Memorial Day, um, you know, everybody wants to be outside on the lake. And I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to be in a movie theater. So um, hopefully, I mean, I doubt it'll be, things will be open completely by then, but maybe a small theater might be open and uh, I'll be able to check it out in the theater. But yeah, I happened to catch John when he posted, I just happened to get on Instagram and it was just um, within four minutes and I was like, oh shit, I need to send this to the group. And uh, <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's uh, it should be really good. And I'm sure... With a mind like his, he's probably tried to tweak some things, mm -hmm. um, even though it was already finished. So it might even be better than it was before. So I'm excited. Yeah, and it, it goes back to what I told you guys when we got the announcement of who Cheetah would be for Wonder Woman 1984. Um, people that do comedy work are the best people to do things like this because it's a dark world to live in to do comedy. Um, like, I could make a bad movie, right? and never really have to own up to the consequences of making a bad movie. But if I'm on stage giving you jokes and you're just like, you are not funny. That is immediate. Like, that's not like, oh, I went, you know, I checked the newspaper the next morning and people were like, it was bad. That's right then and there, someone going, you suck, I want my money back, you know? So it's a dark place you gotta kind of get in to prepare yourself to do stuff like that. Um, and we always hear of comedians um, having drug problems. Like, it's just a lot to maintain. So to me, they live in a dark world. So it's really easy to kind of pull from it, to do dramatic acting, to do writing of something this dark. Um, because you kind of, 
you're in that. And I'm not saying John Krasinski is in that, you know, is in a dark place or anything. I'm just saying it takes a lot to be more of a comedic actor than really it does to do anything else. It's why they transition so well into uh, dramatic acting is it's, it, it's what they already have to do on a regular basis. Um, so, I mean, I'm really excited for this. Emily Blunt, man, I feel like just doesn't get um, talked about enough. She just doesn't. She just does not get talked about enough. I believe in the female movie world, we recycle like the same five to six names. Sometimes we'll take a name out, put a new one in. Florence Pugh is that newer name. Anna is that newer name. We hear less of, you know, Angelina Jolie. So she's the name that's kind of out. I believe... uh, Scarlett Johansson has taken a little bit of a, a step back. So she's the other mm-hmm. name that's kind of out, um, which is completely insane because there's like a million male actors that we talk about all the time. Uh, but in the, in the female world of it, it's like five. That's it. You get five and that's all I'm going to rotate. Um, so hopefully- and that's, and, that's a co- and that's a bigger conversation for another day. 100%, of- <laughs> 100%, and I would love to have that conversation um, because I could- probably beat out whoever that five is a five actresses people never heard of before that would Mm -hmm. blow some of these top five out of the water um so you just kind of look at it and you're kind of just like emily blunt's not in that five rotation and she's just she's a she's so masterful in whatever she does um so to me i'm I'm looking forward to this just see more of her you know um and i'm like you dom i came into a quiet place later you know i I'm very, I was very much of those people that were just like, Jim from The Office doing a horror movie? Nah. Um, so I remember it was on Hulu one day and I was just like, ah, I'll check it out. And I remember the first 15 minutes, I was just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't even catch my breath. This has been moving so fast. Um, so I'm really excited for what he's doing. I just like, you know, after we saw Get Out, I can't wait to see what John Krasinski does next. You know, I, I can't, cause I do remember telling you guys when they announced this, I was scared because it's hard to top what they did with the first movie. And it's right. always a mistake of Hollywood with trying to follow it up. Um, but when that trailer dropped, you know, Tia got her man, Cillian Murphy uh, up in there. I was just like, they might top the first one. Like this looks really good. Uh, but see, I'll pass it on to you. Your thoughts with uh, A Quiet Place 2 being pushed up. Yeah, so I wanted to echo both of you in saying that I came to A Quiet Place later. I didn't see it in the movies or anything like that. I didn't not approach it just because of John Krasinski, because at that point I had seen other work of John Krasinski's. Like I knew that he could be more than just Jim from The Office. I had seen 13 hours at that point, um, you know, Jack Ryan. So it's like I was familiar that he could do more. You guys just know I'm not the biggest horror movie fan. So it was like, all right. But yeah, I mean, he was wonderful. Emily Blunt was wonderful. I thought it was a really interesting concept. It was gripping. It was tense. And when they announced that they were going to do a second one, I was interested in seeing where they would go from that based on how the first one ended. And of course, you know, Emily Blunt being a fantastic actress and Cillian Murphy being involved as well definitely was like, ooh, because I don't know the last time he's really been in a horror movie except for 28 Days Later. So I'm like, yes, come back to the horror game. Do you hmm? count Red Eye as horror or, or suspense? That's more suspense to me. 
Um, that's more suspense to me. So I don't really count that as a horror uh, movie. So to me, I'm like, yes, Cillian Murphy, come back to the horror movie genre. Uh, let's see it. I, I think I think it's really interesting. I think it's interesting what he does with his career because I feel like um, he fought so hard not to be pigeonholed into things because he easily could have been pigeonholed as the villain playing Jonathan Crane, being in Red Eye, being in that one Justin Timberlake movie in time where he played a bad dude. um he could have easily been pigeonholed and he fought really hard to not be and he's a fantastic actor so seeing the fact that he gets to work with john krasinski and emily blunt so awesome yeah i i can't wait and dom you brought up a really cool point to where uh or uh, the group chat our group chat brought up a really cool point to where this could be on a streaming service um also like retroactive to it being in theaters Um, Because you still will have people that aren't like to me, I think the craziest thing in the world is how when you listen to like the the medical experts, they're kind of like, if you can stay home, stay home. And people are like, spring break's coming. I'm going out. And it's like, all right. So by July or August, we're in a complete shutdown again. And you guys are like, but what happened? It's like you, you you there well it's the same it's the same it's the same people that last year when everything was going they're like i'm not messing up my spring break for this man i just turned 21 you only turned 21 (laughs) once (laughs) yeah and it was like yep and you contributed to the fact that there is a kid out there who just turned 21 who's now spending it inside due to the covid outbreak that you 21 year olds were causing so um but yeah so to me i don't feel comfortable going to movie theaters anytime soon uh i have a grandfather that lives in the house with me so just touching of the most random thing in a movie theater could be something i bring you know back home um so to me it's like i love what hbo max is doing i would kind of like more people to do it um even if like i even said if you're hbo max or disney plus why not just make your subscription 16 dollars instead of eight dollars or nine dollars um that way we're not paying thirty dollars for a movie we can only watch like a few times before it's just gone you know up up your price you know when you know big movies are coming and you know we'll we'll pay it you know that's reasonable 16 is better than the 45 in a movie theater we end up paying for (laughs) um that's not even a lie (laughs) right it's not even like some people are like oh he's exaggerating no i'm not even a little bit um, I got two tickets and just a popcorn, and I was just like, "That's almost what I paid for my cell phone bill." <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh goodness gracious! Um, but yeah, so I do hope that they kind of do something retroactive um, because I won't be seeing it in theaters. I, I will um, wait for it to come out legally. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, so hopefully this does come out to kind of retroactive things. All right, we're only going to do one or two more topics, guys. I'm not going to keep you guys too long. Um, A fifth Avengers film is reportedly in active development. I have no thoughts to that, uh, mainly because there's a world they're setting up now that I kind of have to see it get fleshed out a little bit more before I get any kind of concept of what an Avengers movie would even look like. Uh, We right now don't even have a roster. Uh, Everyone's kind of just everywhere. You know, like Thor's up in space right now about to fight a god killer. So it's like, we don't even know where the Avengers are right now. So to me, it's like, I'm not even in the mental space to process that. 
I do know I do want I do want one of these Avenger movies to be uh, the Young Avengers. Um, I know I said before I'd be fine with a series, but to me, in order to get these characters familiarized, you kind of got to put in, um, you know, make it a movie, you know, make it a big thing to where people have to pay attention to these characters. So that's my thoughts. Dom, I'll start with you. Uh, your thoughts on a fifth Avengers film reportedly being in active development? Uh, I'm, I'm with the same uh, mind frame as that. I'd like to see a Young Avengers um, because, yeah, you, we don't know exactly what you, how you piece together this, because, you know, everything's it's got to build. So we, we don't know how they're going to piece it together. It could be, you know, uh, a disjointed you know, small Avengers team that it leads to a bigger Avengers movie or, you know, I always kind of go back to some of these like um, Spider-Man series where he's like basically, you know, working for Avengers by himself along with like Iron Fist and um, I forgot who else he's with on there. Yeah. So, I mean, I I don't know, especially with them getting all these properties and, you know, back there, there's no telling what they're going to do. Um, and, you know, with, with Feige over there, um, there's really no telling, you know, <laughs> he'll, he'll give us a whole script and he'll be like, oh, ha, ha, that was a lie. So yeah, um, all a lie. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Uh, I mean, I definitely it is uh, something to look forward to, but yeah, I like to see a Young Avengers uh, movie. Yeah, for sure. I, I think it's deserved. Uh, T, I'm going to kick it over to you. Um, your thoughts on a fifth Avengers film reportedly being in development? Oh, wait, nope, you're muted. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Sorry. There we go. You muted me. <laughs> I, I was trying to unmute you, and I hit it right when you hit unmute. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say, I mean, I don't really have a whole lot of comments on it either, just because I just assume that we're we were going to get another Avengers movie. I was like, if you're, if you're planning for like five to six years down the line, an Avengers movie is only reasonable and, you know, to eventually happen. Um, So for me, I just, I just expected it. But as you said, Joan, I have really no expectation of what that's going to even be about because we don't even like they're, they haven't even been able to set up the movie world yet you know um if covid never happened we would be at least a year into phase four we would have seen black widow already we would have seen shang chi already we would have seen eternals already and unfortunately we have dr strain and unfortunately we haven't seen any of those yet so i'm just gonna wait but yeah i thought in another avengers movie was just inevitable yeah, I, I know Kevin Feige was kind of saying like it wasn't something he was rushing into. It was yeah. something that he was going to build towards. And, um, you know, personally, I like the idea that our Avengers team um, after Endgame wasn't intact, you know, to where it was like um, everything's whole, everyone's fine, we're all good. You know, I like the idea of, you know, everyone went their separate ways. We now have to figure out, you know, uh, well, not figure out, but the only way to bring them back together is something big happening. Um, so to me, I'm thinking, could that be Kang the Conqueror? No way Kang the Conqueror is just in one movie. You don't get that kind of actor and then just put him in one movie. Albeit, yeah, got to kind of eat my words there because Kate Blanchett was just in one movie. Um, that we know of. 
Well, I, I still hold that so she can come true. back. That is very true. Um, so you know, you never know. You you never know with, with, with Kevin Feige. He very much could be like, Hey, you're gonna die. And it's like, but I want an Oscar. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you know, I don't understand this, Kevin. Um, but yeah, so to me, it's just I don't know. I, I'm not even in the mental space for that yet. I'm still trying to get over <laughs> WandaVision, let alone in the <laughs> All right, our last two topics. Um, Kalinda Vasquez set by Paramount to script an original Star Trek movie with J.J. Abrams. I love it. I do hope they bring the cast back. Just make the movies better. Um, that was an amazing cast. Um, uh, definitely rest in peace to the, uh, the young actor who passed away, who was one of the, um, uh, one of the crew. I can't remember. He was in, um, that Justin Timberlake movie. Anton, yes. I believe, was his yes. name. Yep. Rest yeah. in peace to him. Um, I know that that team coming back together, if, if they bring back this cast, is probably going to be hard. Uh, it was probably hard doing the last movie without him. Um, but to me, I've never been a Star Trek fan. I don't care what your story is. just has to be better than that last piece of shit you gave me. <laughs> um, so that's really all I asked for. But Dom, your thoughts? Um, I, I don't usually watch the star trek movies honestly i uh i'm a fan of the show you know i, I turn on bbc at night sometimes and let the the reruns of next generation play because i love um Captain picard but um i've only seen maybe one or two of the movies i just never gravitate towards them because i like the way that the story is told on the show a lot better um so i mean now that I'm uh, in the in the realm of doing what I'm doing, I would definitely watch it and, and go back and, and witness the other ones to see how they compare and how, or how they lead up to this one. Um, but, you know, I mean, with JJ, I mean, it's going to be good. Well, wait, was he was he part of I'm not sure if he was part of the last one or not, because that shit was just like <laughs> I do do. Like, I'm not even a Star Trek fan, and I left that going. Is 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 this what y'all is this what y'all say is hot? Like, <laughs> you know, I grew up on Star Wars, and I'm like, there's a reason I didn't watch Star Trek. Like, is it, <laughs> is it, is it, is it always this boo boo? Um, but anyway, <laughs> Tia, your thoughts on uh another Star Trek film? Yeah, I mean, so personally, I always gravitated more towards Star Trek than Star Wars. Um. <laughs> But I will say that, like, first of all, to me, I th- think the original 1960 Star Trek is hot garbage. I tried to go back and rewatch it. I'm like, uh, it's so low budget, so bad, even for those times. But Next Generation's great, um, just because I love the philosophical stuff that they get into. Captain Picard's amazing. That to like to me, that um, crew is just so much more iconic with Lieutenant Data. Um, is so much more iconic in a way than the original um, crew. But I did like the first two movies that J.J. Abram did. As you said, Joanne, the cast is amazing. Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto, Zoe Saldana. Um, I didn't mind Benedict Cumberbatch's con, even though a lot of people did. Um, but I just think that's because I like Benedict Cumberbatch. I understood people's problems with it. But what I loved about the movies, especially, and this is just like such a like who cares about it almost but I care um it's my little tidbit that I know um you know how Spock and Lieutenant Uhura were a couple in J.J. Abrams um you know films right 
Mm-hmm. Well, in the original Star Wars, it's Captain Kirk who kiss who kisses Lieutenant Uhura. And in the script, it was originally supposed to be Spock who kisses Lieutenant Uhura. It was going to be the first interracial kiss on TV. And William Shatner said, hang on, I'm the star of this. If we're going to break history and be the first interracial kiss, it's going to be me who kisses Lieutenant Uhura, not Spock. So the fact that J.J. Abrams took that and actually course corrected what should have really been I thought was really cool. Kind of like William Shatner, get off your high horse type thing. No offense to William Shatner, but just saying. (laughs) No, Tia, I want to stress that. I respect that. But you you see now how accuracy is important for certain (laughs) things, right? Right? (laughs) How strongly you felt about that, huh? Um, We all pick and choose. Right? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, Tia. That's all I'm saying. Um, but yeah, um, you know, I, I was never big on Star Trek. My, my introduction to Star Trek was from J.J. Abrams movies. Um, yeah. So that's all I've My aunt is a huge Star Trek fan, but I, I never got into well, it. Well, and also, sorry, really quick. Another um, thing is the actress who originally played Lieutenant Uhura, which I forget her name now, but she originally yeah. apparently wanted to quit the show and then ran into Martin Luther King Jr. who said that he appreciated and his family appreciated seeing um, a black person on screen, a black woman on screen who was a literal like lieutenant on a ship. People respected her, people took orders from her. She wasn't just, you know, uh, a smaller, you know, someone who didn't hold rank. Um, and that really meant a lot to her and that's why she decided to stay on because she was like shit (laughs) this apparently means like a whole lot to people and Martin Luther King Jr. is telling me how much it means to him and his family so I have to stay on so you know Star Trek has a lot of really cool stuff behind it Um, it just needs to be done better I I, I completely support you in that I, I always hated how the future to Star Wars and Star Trek was just like, yeah, this whole Indian, Chinese, Black, and Hispanic thing, yeah, there's like one of each of you. (laughs) (laughs) We only had room for just one of each of you. Like, we couldn't bring like 60 of you, so, you know, sorry. Um, Which is crazy because Star Trek is supposed, I'm so sorry to keep interrupting. I watched like there's at one point that I watched like a ton of documentaries on Star Trek and it's like Star Trek's whole concept, at least for next generation was supposed to be a future where there is no real, like there is gender race, you know, like sexuality, but it doesn't matter, you know, like everyone coexisting equally in a world. And it's like, it's funny that that's the whole concept, but then you have it where it's like not executed properly on screen. (laughs) Right. Yeah. The fact that, the only person I had that looked like me in Star Wars was Mace Windu. <laughs> and it's just like, all right, like, I understand that, but you could have balanced it by having just one white Jedi also. Um, the fact that you have more than one white Jedi and then the rest were aliens and then the one black dude, it's like, all right, that wasn't a mistake. Like, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, no, I, I love the history that, that you just gave to you for, for, uh, for the legacy of Star Trek. Um, definitely heightens these these projects a lot more because if you watch some of the shows on on CBS All Access, color mm-hmm. is definitely something that's spread pretty widely throughout uh, some of those shows. So you know it's obviously yeah. I mean, 
you know, they've seen. That was, again, like supposed to be Gene Roddenberry's vision when he created Star Trek. Um, so it's, it's just interesting, the whole thing, um, what he wanted to achieve with this world. So anyway, going back to it, not to go on a whole spiel, um, I'm glad J.J. Abrams is coming back and I look forward to seeing what he does and hopefully the original cast will be there. Yeah, J.J. Abrams is now at this point where he's just like, I don't want to be with my family, so I'm going to make a movie every day. um but all right our last topic before we get out of here is the one i could not wait to talk about john wick scribe Derek kolstad uh and amazon studios are teaming up on an adaptation of japanese manga helsing helsing is one of my all-time favorite and i love that the guy that wrote john wick is doing this because if anyone knows helsing it is legit a vampire John Wick. It legit is that. Um, and I cannot wait to see Alucard. I cannot wait to see my favorite ass-kicking vampire. Because that that look, like, T, if you just Google them real quick, that look is so iconic. The red trench coat, the red hat, um, the two dual pistols that he always has. Like, he is just so iconic. I cannot wait to see this. This is now my most anticipated show. Uh, <laughs> and it hasn't even been written yet. <laughs> I'm like, I need this injected into my veins. Um, this is this is something I feel strongly about, like how I'm the only one on planet Earth that like needs the Snake Eyes movie. That's how I feel about Helsing. He is just, he means everything to me. Uh, I'm actually going to go watch. It's on uh, Hulu. I'm going to go watch it after soon as I hang out with you guys. <laughs> um, but Dom, I'll start with you. Uh, are you familiar with Helsing? No, and I'm looking at it and I've heard I've heard of the I've heard of the name. I've seen the character before. And looking at the images, it kind of reminds me of Devil May Cry a little bit. I'm a Devil May Dante? Cry. No, Devil May Cry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you mean Dante, right? Yeah. Yeah. I but look, it looks it looks really dope. Uh, I have to check it out because um, anything that looks this dark is usually up my alley. Dom, when I tell you it is horror filled with uh, great action sequences, you would you would love it. You would love it, and it's one of those rare anime that has cursing in it. And like I don't know why, but that's just so much fun for me. I love my <laughs> cartoons cursing at me. Um, but yeah, as soon as, as soon as I heard this news, I thought to myself, John Wickrider, oh my God, Keanu Reeves should be Helsing. Like, like he legit would be perfect for Helsing. Um, so now that's my fan cast. I'm not, I'm not moving from it. Whoever they cast, I'll never respect. (laughs) Um, but Tia, what, what are your thoughts on this? So the character looks so familiar. Like Dom said, I feel like I've probably seen this um, character because this was definitely during the time of my anime watching. Yeah, um, interesting. And I'm sorry. No, I said that was big on Toonami. So if you're then watching de- yeah. Toonami, then yeah. I was an OG Toonami watcher. <laughs> um, it's interesting enough, though. It says it only ran for a year. Um, so that's great that it had that much of an impression on people that they want to bring it in. I mean, geez, you have the the scribe behind John Wick. It's kind of perfect. I like always interested in how they can do 
anime adaptations because they don't always seem to do it quite well um so if they can get so they have already someone as great as a john wick scribe good you're already in this in a good direction there so that's interesting and people like love vampires and they want to see vampires be gruesome again um you know they don't want twilight vampires anymore even though joan i know that you love twilight but um you see how the narrative i do not love twilight i just didn't hate it i'm just saying no no, no, but i'm i'm just saying it's like if you can get vampires back to the gruesomeness that people once kind of really knew them for then that's going to be great and if you can adapt an anime properly not only are people going to be happy but hopefully that means we can get other animes adapted correctly because like we're seeing comic book uh, movies be adapted that's becoming the norm i said years ago that the next thing is probably going to be video games now we're seeing that so what's the next thing after that anime and if you can do it right it's going to be awesome yep and then right after that will be board games there'll be a settlers of Catan. they're already doing that they're making a board game out of um i forget what but they're making board game videos they're making an uno freaking a movie (laughs) maybe it'll clear up the actual legit rules of uno so households (laughs) will stop being divided by that Um, oh my my grandpa's household is so divided by that (laughs) he the first time we played it, he literally took out the instructions to like read them. And it's like, Grandpa, that's not how we play in college. And he's like, no, yeah. no, we're going to look at them. <laughs> we played on my birthday when Joel took me out for my birthday. We played literally at the restaurant. I had it on me and I'm like, let's play Uno. And he got so upset because everyone knew the what I consider is the right way to play it. And he didn't go by those rules. So he's sitting there just like, no, that's cheating. That's cheating. That's not how you play it. It's like, Uno is the most frustrating game. But yes, you're absolutely right, Tia. This opens the door. And the reason why I'm glad they're doing Helsing is it did only run for one season. So I'm like, the fact that it's not a whole bunch of uh, material that you have to specifically stick to, you can get creative. You can have some fun. Um, I just, I need two things. I need Keanu Reeves and I need it to be bloody. I need it to be real, real, real bloody. And Jawan will not have not one complaint about that show. It's a great aesthetic too, by the way, the character. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's a great um, aesthetic to have, but that's exciting. That really is. Um, And I'm happy for you that you're going to see an anime that you love so much be adapted because I feel like everyone deserves that. I always joke and I always say Helsing is cooler Carmen San Diego. Like, his look is just a cooler look. <laughs> I can see that now. I'm like, if anyone I can see can that. that off, it's, it's Helsing. It's not, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not Carmen Sandiego. Um, but anyway, that's all we got for you guys this week. Uh, make sure you guys tune in to see all of us come together, all the geek world come together to break down the series finale of WandaVision. Uh, there's a lot to talk about. I'll be saying very little. So you'll actually get to hear other people talk <laughs> this week. Um, but, maybe but, you'll, but you'll actually show up, which is good. <laughs> well, that's not set in stone. I just, you know, I figure if I put the positivity out there, maybe it'll be received and maybe I actually might show up. 
Um, or I might make like a, a late game entrance, <laughs> like just stroll in an hour and a half into it. Um, but yeah. I see Juwan strolling in sunglasses with a coffee mug, like so. <laughs> what I miss. You know, you know what's funny to you? I thought I would if 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 I did do it, I would probably look like Kristen Wiig in um. What was that? Oh, and bridesmaids <laughs> and bridesmaids when she's on the plane and kind of just like she's out of it. Um, but yeah, make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Make sure you guys are also checking out Tia, Tia's interviews and Dom's reviews. Um, Dom, I did not forget you, man. We are tag teaming this Invincible. Um, so let me know when you when you've gotten it in. So excuse me. Um, so make sure you guys are staying tuned. There's a whole bunch of stuff coming this week. I do believe we'll get a little bit more DC and Marvel news now that um, we're heading into the next show for Marvel and we're heading into the Snyder Cut for DC. I feel like a lot more news is going to be coming out. Um, so stay tuned for all that, guys. And we will see you same time, same place next week. Peace. See ya. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.